What is up, y'all? How you doing? You doing good? How was your Monday? Was it was it productive? How was your weekend? Did you do something productive over the weekend? Okay, something productive. Listen, relaxation is productivity. So even if you just relaxed over the weekend, you were still productive. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Um, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the world's weirdest podcast starring your girl, Leah Marie. How you doing? Mother of all things weird. Welcome to the house of weird. If you're new here, come on in. Dinner is ready. Okay. Take your shoes off. Wash your hands. If you're thirsty, are you thirsty? I'm parched. Okay. We got water. We got juice. And if you're feeling spicy, we got coffee. Okay. If you're not new here, you know the drill. Come on in, take your shoes off, wash your hands, get ready for dinner. What's up, y'all? All right. We gonna get into it. We gonna get into it, shake and bake some things. All right. Um, so for those of you who have been following, okay, the last two Decembers that we have been rolling and strolling and grooving and moving, you know, I always do a episode on um building your year. So how to set goals, how to go about things, how to get prepared for the new year, things like that. Well, this December, baby, I'm not doing it, okay? Um, I'm not doing that. We're going to focus on a little different thing. We're not, we're going to focus on something different. Now with me, not with me, not doing the episode that way. Um, I'm not saying don't prepare. Okay. I'm not saying don't set goals. I want you to set goals. I want you to prepare your year, build it out the way that you need to, because, um, because we want to make sure that you are good. Right. Um, so, um, I think that the saying is when you, um, fail, failing to prepare is preparing to fail something along the sorts. So do your thing. Okay. I will want to say this though. Um, I think it's really good to kind of start working out of this notion of because the year turns over, that is the signification to turn over a new leaf. And I want you to get out. I want you to get off of that. I want you to get out of that, get that out your mind because we don't need the turning of December 31st of one year to January 1st of next year as a signification that you, that is the only time that you could turn over a new leaf, baby. You could turn over a new leaf at any given point in your life. Okay. You don't need a new year, new year, new me. We don't need that. You could do it whenever you feel is necessary for you to change um, and switch some things up. Okay. So yes, I want you to prepare yourself. Yes. I want you to set goals. Yes. I want you to um, cast your vision for the next year, three, six, nine, 12 months. Okay. So do your thug this or do your thing. Right. But this particular year, um, I have learned a very important lesson and I want to talk to you about that. Right. Um, it's going to be focused on, um, profession and, and romance. Um, because those have been the two areas of my life this year that I have, um, came to this conclusion. And I want to share it with you as we think about the future, right? As we look towards, um, look towards the things that we want for ourselves and, um, the people that are around us that are included in our circle. Right. So one thing, uh, actually 
we'll start we'll start with the kind of the romance situation so um for those of you that don't know um or you haven't listened to last season or even i think season six um i introduced y'all to mr man okay and 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 mr man has been mr man and in my life okay this has been someone that i have been dealing with for all of 2023 (laughs) now we had a very interesting relationship and it was what it was i'm not going to go into details because that's that's our business um but do understand that romance um was was a thing for us right um as y'all know that was my man but he wasn't my man but that was my man kind of a situation ship kind of sort of ish whatever um so it was what it was. Um, things rapidly <laughs> went down the drain last month. Um, now, there's a lot of questions that I don't have answers to, so I can't give them to you, okay? Um, but I will say this. Um, my relationship with this man was definitely one for the books honey one for the books he reminds me a lot of this relationship reminds me a lot of my relationship with my ex i think i've said that before um and so i know that my involvement with this man was to prepare me for the next um which sucked because i really wanted him to be the one um i'm not gonna hold you i still in my heart would love him to be the one but the cards are laid out the way that they are um i don't know who my husband is would i love him to be my husband yes yes i would 110 percent get that man all the babies in the world he wanted but right now that's just not the hand that i'm dealt um that's not the hand that he was dealt okay um And so over the last month, okay, over the last month, um, there's been a lot of hard truths that I've had to come in contact with. Um, The main one, the main one being that you have to advocate for yourself. And when I say that, I mean, you got to speak up. You have to talk. You have to become comfortable with walking into spaces that you've never walked into. You have to um, you have to do things that you've never done before. You have to say the things that you've never thought that you would ever say. Um, I've never. I, I, when I was with my ex, I was not in love with my ex. I loved him heavily, right? But I hadn't transitioned over into that space of being in love with him. Um, and I, I entered into that space with Mr. Man, right? And so I was scared. I was scared to tell him all of the things. I, I never, over this year, I've never expressed to him my feelings towards him. The one thing that I did always express was my appreciation, but I never was comfortable with being like, I want you. I want you to be mine. I, I That one right there, baby, she not the one. 
I'm the one. You know what I'm saying? I never had that. I never expressed to him that I want to be the one that has your kids. I want to carry your last name. I want, I want all of this. I never got to that point. And unfortunately, when I did get to that point, it was too late. And so I realized that, you know, just having this very uncomfortable conversation with him that the, so the primary situation with us is he was waiting for me to say those words and I was waiting for him to say those words. And of course we never said those words. (laughs) We never said those words to each other. Right. Um, when it comes to anything, right. Actions speak louder than words, but words are still necessary. Right. Actions speak louder than words, but words are still necessary. You could tell anybody that you love them, right? But if you don't show it, it doesn't matter. But even when you're showing it, people still want to hear it. Even though I'm showing you that I appreciate you, hearing the words, I appreciate you, goes a long way. And so that was the situation. I'm showing him that I love him and and that I'm here for him and I want him. He's showing me that he loves me. He wants me. He's here for me. But never hearing those words um, kept me, I won't speak for him, but kept me in a place of, of fear. Right. And so unfortunately he got to a place where he had convinced himself due to some of the things that I had done that maybe she doesn't actually love me the way that I feel that she does, or she doesn't want me the way that I feel that she does. And that's a real thing because I did that a a couple times. I talked to myself out of it though, because, you know, that just was what it was, you know, like I just, it was what it was. Um, but, um, so yeah, so I, through this very, very heartbreaking situation, I learned that um, you got to talk. You have to be okay with taking those risks. Um, I wish after expressing myself that things had gone differently, but, um, I'm glad that I was able to get it off my chest. Right. And now at this point, he knows exactly where I stand. Right. And so, um, so that was that, which, you know, I'm not going to say it is what it is, but it is what it is. Right. And so when you are thinking about stuff, when you are wanting stuff, when you are pursuing stuff, and this is not just a romantic relationship, this is just anything, right. Um, you have to advocate for yourself and understand, right. And understand that, No's are going to come. Unfavorable outcomes are going to happen. Um, Things are not going to go as planned as you had hoped or envisioned or whatever. Um, Because that's life. That's life, right? But when you put yourself forward, when you try your hardest, when you are um, putting your best foot forward, advocating for yourself is so important. Speaking up about the things that you want is important, right? Obviously have couth and have, you know, yourself together and don't just be out here wilding out, but 
when you have situations of, you know, you're just faced with a decision, you, you know, make sure that you are advocating for yourself. Talk about the things that you want. If, if you want somebody, go after them, if they're good for you. Don't, don't, we don't, we don't advocate for toxic and unhealthy relationships, but um, do it. Put out that application, right? Go for that degree. Change your career. Um, change your career. Change the industry you're a part of. Buy that car. Buy the house. You know, branch out. Start that business. Write that book. Um, and we say that, right? It's very, very easy to say. <laughs> it's very easy to say do it. But I would much rather you me tell you hey take that leap of faith and see where it takes you rather than having to watch you go through what i went through now one of the things that i am a huge advocate of and i will say it life is going to happen the way that it needs to happen and and i i want god's perfect will to come forth for you and me right um, but, uh, one of the things, uh, one, there's a verse in the Bible that says faith without works is dead. And to translate that into everyday life, your dreams won't come true if you don't put your foot forward towards it. Right. We can want all we want to. That was my situation with, with Mr. Man. I could want him all I want to. I can want him to express his feelings to me. I can want my life to be different you know i can want a life with him but but i didn't put my foot forward towards it and when i did it was too late now granted maybe he's not the one for me you know maybe it's not maybe it's just not now and that's okay but what i do know is that he's not like that relationship is not now for me. It might not ever be, but I can stand on the fact that now is not the time, right? For me to to have that relationship with him. And I'm okay with that. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. My feelings are hurt. My heart hurts. My feelings are hurt. All of the things. I'm I'm a crybaby and honey baby. I, I boohooed my life away, okay? Um, cause he had expressed some things to me and, um, and so that was what it was. Right. But at the end of the day, a great thing that I've learned is when you, when you want something, when you feel something, when you are wanting to achieve something, you go for it. You, you talk about it. You, um, advocate for yourself. You be open, you be honest, you be vulnerable, right? Being vulnerable comes with wisdom. So we're not just out here telling the homeless man on the corner, you know, all of our business <laughs> um, because not everybody is meant to handle the the vulnerable you, but, um, but we got to be there. We got to do it. Right. So, uh, so that's my big lesson that I really, well, one of them, obviously that I'm talking about that I want you to remember to think about the next thing that I went through right that i learned was professionally um so as you all know um i was a teacher 
And, um, and I say was because I'm no longer a teacher. For years, 10 years, 10 years, I wanted to be a teacher. For a very long time, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and so I, I tried. I worked and I tried and I worked and I tried and I worked and I tried. When I moved to the West Coast, um, one thing, kind of sidebar, um, as, a, as a Christian, there are two things that we know. Um, we know that God has a perfect will and we, got, we know that God has a permissive will. Um, God's permissive will um, is not his perfect will. And what that means is that there are some things that we petition God about or we pray about and God gives it to us. That's not what he wants for us, but he gives it to us anyways. Um, and we learn a lesson from it. <laughs> and one of the things that I had learned through having this job and leaving this job was that God for sure was in his permissive will with this thing because I loved the idea of saying that I was a teacher. But in reality, I was starting to, I, I ran out of my honeymoon phase very quick. My honeymoon phase ended very quickly. And um, it had gotten to the point where I was like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I love, 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 love working with high schoolers. That is my niche when it comes to like age groups. High school and young adults, those are my those are my jams. Those are my babes. I love them. Okay. In the classroom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Ugh. And it could just be these group of kids. But my man. Oh, they were atrocious. I was like, maybe I should be teaching middle school. Because high school, mm, I am not with it. They are weird. Um, it, once again, it could have been the population of the kids that I was, that I was working with. I wasn't used to working with that population of kids. So that also plays a factor into it. Right. Um, but yeah, so, um, so that was the thing. And so when I moved to the West coast, my only prayer, okay, hear me and hear me clear. My only prayer was God, I want to be in somebody's classroom. So I was doing, I was putting in nothing but teacher position applications, right? Um, and so, I mean, granted, I was not qualified to teach nobody's kids um, on paper, right? I had the experience um, collectively. I had the experience to really work um, in a classroom and be a teacher. I, I do. Um, but certain credentials I just didn't have. And so, um, so that was that. And God opened the door. God swiftly opened the door. One of the things that I have learned about, <laughs> uh, about my life is that mm, when shift happens, my life goes crazy. And I know I've said that before on here. When shift happens in my life, when a shift is getting ready to happen, my life turns upside down. Lord, if you're listening, please hold that a little bit. But that's what happens. And so... um, it had gotten to a point where the complaints were crazy. I mean, crazy, crazy. It did not make any sense, right? I had students who would complain and then come to my class and be kikiing with me. I mean, heavy too would be kikiing with me. And I'm just like, that don't even make no sense. How did that make sense to you? anyways stuff like that would happen and I just didn't understand and then I started to get a lot of like 
oh, well, Mr. So-and-so doesn't do it like this. We're not used to that. Just feeling like the oddball out. Um, Let me preface that I was literally the only black teacher there. I don't know if that really mattered or if it didn't matter, but I know that it made a huge difference um, regardless of. Uh, and, and to be fair, I am very, I'm an unorthodox educator and I always have been. And a lot of that is because of the population of kids that I've always worked with. I have always worked with, it didn't matter what position in education I held. I worked with, um, with like low income families, underprivileged communities, things of that sort. That is the population of kids that I am very used to dealing with. And that was not the population of kids that I was teaching. So my foot forward towards education um, was very different, right? So um, when it came to my experience and then working at this job, and so um, it had just gotten to a point where myself and the superintendent was like, you know what, maybe I'm just not a good fit for the school. Um, And so I, I left. And so I was devastated because I was like, God, I have always wanted to be a teacher. Like you opened the door for me. Like, I'm, am I crazy? And so now I'm, I'm questioning myself, uh, questioning my skill set, questioning my passion. I'm just, que- I'm questioning everything concerning me. I'm questioning God's plan and just all of the things, right? I'm like, dog, big dog, the triple OG dog. What is going on? What are you doing? What do you what do you, what is happening right now? Right? Like I know I did not come all the way 2000 miles cross country to come and be devastated like this. <laughs> things are lining up in my life. You know, I just got my apartment. Like a lot of things was happening and I was like, "Dog, I can't be out here broke." <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm putting other applications and things like that. Nobody's hitting me back. There are no other teacher positions that are open because in my mind I was like, "Okay, maybe I need to go down to middle school and and do that, do like seventh, eighth grade, you know, maybe not high school, whatever. Um, and so that was that, and nothing was coming back. And I was like, okay, I really don't want to work back in security, but you know, if I got to go back that route, you know, I'm going to be a supervisor because I, I have too much security history and and work experience to be at nobody's entry level anything. Um, so I'm putting in supervisor position applications and things like that, and I am not hitting. It even got to the point where I had applications in in stuff that I've already been in, like surveillance and dispatching are very uh, are just about the same, right? I'm getting denied for dispatcher positions. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I refuse to dispatch for the police because I don't want to do that. Not here, not here, because I'm just not going to do that. Um, so I didn't do, I didn't go that route. Cause I was like, I really don't want to be back in that field. Um, so I'm confused. I'm like, help me, help me. <laughs> what is going on? And so one day as I was sitting down, I was thinking about it. I had realized that I had ruled out teaching being a passion of mine years ago. I knew that teaching was not something that I wanted to do long-term. I just wanted to do it to say I got experience, to have experience in the classroom. Um, But other than that, I didn't actually want to be a teacher. I was going to do teaching for like five years max. And then I was going to go on about my business. And I realized that in class 
uh, in-class interaction with students is not where my heart lied. My heart lied in advocacy, mentorship, and advising. And so I had to sit back and be like, wow, okay, okay. You know, I know I got to get back to that. I have to center myself again and um, refocus myself, right? And so I definitely prayed and I was like, okay, God, open a door for me for the job that you want me to have or the, not even the job, but guide me while I'm looking for new jobs, right? Guide me as I am, um, you know, navigating this world again, because I know that I'm not going back into security. I know that teaching is not where I want to be. So now that we have ruled all of my work history out, (laughs) where do you have me? And so I had, I had to remember that my passion was just working with youth, right? That was my not teaching, but working with youth. And I've always wanted to work in black and brown communities. That has always been a thing for me. Underprivileged communities, right? Because being an advocate for not only students, but families as well has been something that I absolutely loved to to do. And I did that when I had my nonprofit um, and all of those things being a service or a bridge, right, to, to my students and the parents and families that I served. And so, um, so that was that. So I had to recenter myself again. I had to come out of my circumstance. I had to step back away from my situation and, and look at a bigger picture here. And so with that, I want to tell you, sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you might be so used to something or you might have history or knowledge or a, a oomph about something, but sometimes we need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and come back to our focus once again. You know what I'm saying? We need to recenter ourselves, understand what's important, what what should be at the forefront. And, and get to a place where we're not clouded, where our vision is not cloudy, where our understanding is not jam-packed with unnecessary things, right? And so as you are planning yourself for the future, whether it's in two weeks, three years, two months, 90 days, whatever the case may be, as you are looking forward to forward to the things that you set up for yourself, center yourself again, understand what it is that you truly want to accomplish. Find your why, right? I had an interview with um, a school and for a position, it's kind of like a student, um, it's an academic advising position for another high school. And the guy that I was talking to, he was like, you know, Um, I had a job that was similar to this position and he asked me what the position held and then why did I leave? And so I told him the reason why I left is because I ended up going back to school full time and I was a full time mom, a full time uh, uh, employee and being a full time student all in the same was too much for me. So I left. Um, 
And so he asked me, he said, I'm going to be very transparent with you. So you don't waste your time and I don't waste my time and we don't waste each other's time. He said, with you still having all of the same responsibilities, how are you going to manage this workload? And I told him, I said, I had to rearrange some things in my life to where I'll be able to give the energy and time to the job that I didn't, that I wasn't able to in my previous job. And, and he said, how with you going to school um, and working on your degree, you know, what's your, what does the future look like for you? You know, after you get your degree, then what? And I told him, I said, the very things that I'm working, I told him what my major was. I told him what my minor was. And I said, me going to school and finishing my degree is literally going to assist me in doing the very thing that I'm doing with this position. I said, this is just adding tools to my tool belt as I move forward. Because even when I'm done with school, I still want to do the exact same thing. And that is impact the lives of the youth that we serve, right? Through the education process, being an advocate for them, being a voice for them, and showing them that there's more to life than what we see right in front of us. And he was so, and I, obviously my spiel was a little bit longer, but um, he was so impressed by that. And a lot of times we have to understand our why. And when it comes to my profession and just the things that I do in life in general, my why has always been to, to, um, to make the students and family better than how I receive them. Give them back to the world with much more, with, with so much more than what they came to me with. That's my why to make sure that I'm able to pour into the next generation and the generations to come. So that way they're better when they leave me than how they were when they came to me. And when I finally got back to that place, um, I was excited to, I, well, I was a little bit more optimistic, right? I was able to refocus myself. I was able to look at different jobs, you know, do, you know, different searches and things like that, looking in other areas, because that's truly what it is. Not necessarily that I wanted to be in education, but in the education realm is where I love to be when it comes to advocating, advising, and mentoring. And so I want you to, as you are thinking about the future, remember your why. Base what you do around your why. Plan your goals, plan your months, plan your weeks, days. You know what I'm saying? Build those relationships. Do what you need to do. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Talk about the things you want. Express how you feel. Be comfortable with being vulnerable. Even though it is uncomfortable to do it, you can do it because you want to be the best version of you that you could possibly be. Okay. And so, um, so please <laughs> recenter yourself if you need to clear out your palate, clear off your plate, all of those things, right? Um, and and understand that you have a purpose. There are things you want to accomplish, but there's a reason why you're here on the earth. And you will not leave this earth until you finish the things that you need to finish, right? You will not leave this earth until you impact the people that are assigned to you. I'm a firm believer that you, that there is a, a line of people that are assigned to you. Your life is going to change their life. So do the things that you 
are here to do. Find your purpose, find your why, advocate for yourself, be vulnerable, be strong, right? Speak over yourself, do the things that you need to do. So that way the upcoming hours, the upcoming minutes, the, the next few seconds, you can be so strategic in how you maneuver and, and work through these things, right? So that is my <laughs> new year, new me, little chit chat with you. Okay. Um, do your goals, make your notes, do what you got to do, but remember to be vulnerable and advocate for yourself, speak up and to remember to clear out your plate, find your why and walk in your purpose. Okay. I love y'all. I love y'all so much. All right. I want you to be great this week. Do something life-changing, life-altering. Show somebody that you appreciate them. Love on yourself. Love on your family. Love on the people that are around you who love you back. Um, I mean, we'll love everybody, okay? But, you know, give the people give the people um, what they give you, right? So hug, hug somebody. Love on somebody. Be great to yourself. Give yourself grace. Remember to give yourself grace. Hello. I'm talking to you in the back. Give yourself grace. Remember to give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. All right, I love y'all. We'll be back next week, Monday, promptly at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, baby, for a brand new episode. All right? Love you. Tell somebody that you love them, but before you do that, stand in the mirror, tell yourself that you love yourself because if you don't love you, can't nobody love you. But guess what? You already know. I'm going to love you regardless. Bye.